0: So welcome again to the Unraveling Cities podcast, where we discuss topics about cities. And today we have an interesting guest here. He's an expert in the future of housing uh, and in a lot of things, because we have been already discussing here before recording. But today our guest is uh, Kim Moronka, And uh, welcome, Kimo. Yes, nice to have you here.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, and if I start here, uh, could you tell us uh, a little bit about your background uh, and, and how did you get interested in, in this topic, the future of housing?
1: Maybe I have to go back 20 years ago or 25 years almost. Uh, I started to work at the University of Art and Design, Helsinki. and today Aalto University, where was an organization called Future Home Institute. There I started as a project director and then after two years, I, I started to be the director of the Institute. And there, you know, my background was in, in University of uh, Technology. And there I understood that they those designers started to talk about users, very empathic way. Yeah. And that was so inspiring for me. And, uh, you know, but I've been following this approach most of my career, working with designers, trying to make different living concepts as a consultant and as in working as a housing, social housing company. And, and maybe, maybe uh, last five years, the most uh, shocking moment was when I watched the IC IPCC report was published, then I noticed that no way I have to work, left my, my, my uh, career that is left only as a planet saver, you know, meaning that everything what, what we have to do is related to climate change and, and oh, we yeah. really have to do our best to save the planet to the next generations. So future living is the key point there because it's not only housing, it's work, live and play, hobbies, your home family, your, your friends, and, and it's more related to neighbourhoods, blocks. And that is what I've been, you know, learning and learning and learning.
0: But this is something very interesting because you said that you were there, was it 25 years ago?
1: Yes, it was two uh, thousand. 2000- the the whole institute was founded in uh, 1998 and i started to work there 2001 okay so so and uh it was related to Arabia run area which is one of the housing areas in helsinki and and so we had we were there near the construction project mm-hmm. and the idea was to develop new projects new approaches that can be used in real construction.
0: Okay. So you were working a lot so maybe with construction, property developers. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it's interesting. This was then in the 90, 98, 90s. Um, and we can say that if we already have an institution that is teaching that, I mm-hmm. guess the concept has been marinating in people's minds already, maybe mm-hmm. from the sixties, from theories of urban planning. Um, So, I guess that in order to, what I'm trying to say is that this is a very old concept, uh, like housing, communal housing. It is. And uh, maybe when you say here that uh, it's about work, living and playing, Mm. didn't we used to do that uh, before we we have these metropolis or what do you think?
1: I always said that the oldest way of living is living in a village.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: so in my mind, it's the returning the village to the city. Mm. And i always, I studied actually when I was as a researcher in VTT, research, Technical Research Center of Finland, about thinking about urban villages, not suburbs. Yeah. I always used the word urban villages. Because yeah. that is what life is all about. Functional approach is too sh- too uh, narrow.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And 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 that is I rather call living instead of housing. Because it's especially after pandemic, this this uh, COVID period, we needed more space yeah. at, in our homes, but not only the flats, but also the neighborhood areas. And those areas who had resilience to 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 stay there were the the winners.
0: Yes, yeah, I think that's a very interesting thing to explore, because the more we urbanize cities, the more mm-hmm. densify we become, we start thinking that um, maybe home is just a place to sleep, mm. and then we go out. Whereas it could be also a place of uh, a lot of um, encounters, because your home extends, maybe
1: exactly. And I have this my one of my favorite slogan is the the code for future living. It's easy to remember: one, two, three, four. Now you know <laughs> it. But
0: one, two, it, three,
1: four. It means in the future you live alone or together with somebody, the third room is in the block and the fourth room is in the city. Yeah. It means that all flats should be big enough that you can live uh, together with somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then m- most of our flats are smaller, so we need extra space. And that is for, we need these third spaces. Yeah. And it's the same in, in co-working, third spaces but it's the same in co-living, third spaces are shared spaces in the yeah. blocks. Yeah. And the fourth room is the restaurants, cafeterias, uh, music halls, and, and, and all that amazing things are uh, in the city.
0: Yeah. The public spaces.
1: Public well. spaces. Yes.
0: I think we can connect what you're saying of coming from one singleness mm. in the number one. To the fourth, uh, this um, mayor of Bogota, was it, that mm. he said that public spaces is a right for everyone, and, and we should use public uh, transport as well. We should, mm. you know, create them like extended living rooms. So I, I like your the way you put it, like from singleness and then number two. Now I try to remember <laughs> that. <laughs> Partner and three share space and mm. fourth the city.
1: I've been working also uh, trying to develop uh, housing for people with intellectual disabilities. Yes, um, and there the point is that they should also have relationships. Yeah. So it's not only a flat, small flat for you, but it's you have a equal right to have a live in a couple. Uh, get married or whatever. Yeah. So the spaces must must always be big enough to have a wide bed (laughs) in the flat (laughs) and and nice spaces for your individual's needs. I agree. And then next is these communal spaces, Mm -hmm. these shared spaces that in, and and also the the idea of sharing that it's no sense to own everything in mm-hmm. the future, no sense. That's stupid.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. And, and
1: if if it's a beautiful good block, you don't need a wash uh, washing machine mm-hmm. because there there is then a beautiful cool laundry. Yeah. So and and you don't need to own sauna, even if we live in Finland, because if it's a good block there, in the roof is a beautiful. A roof sauna. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And and you don't need a, you don't need a, a gym card, because in a good block there is a, of course there is a gym. Yes. Room.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so
1: the idea is that the, the, the instead of a small building, we should think about bigger blocks. Yes. Which means that there are two or three or four developers who work together. And there should be one architect in the block who designs the whole block and thinking there is no no how to say, seamless architecture, there's no, no uh, borders yeah. based on architecture. There is only one flow in the block, and that's called living.
0: I agree. I will come back to that and ask you a question regarding that. That's super interesting. But maybe just to clarify to our listeners, um, recently you, you wrote this uh, uh, article in a newspaper uh, in Helsinki-Sanomal. And the, this was about communal living and how it should be broad as part of the green transition. So if we start from the beginning, now based, you, you gave us an introduction. What is communal living then for you? For me, it's
1: communal living is... Yes. Uh, for example, that there are many different living cycles in everybody's life. We are young children, youngsters, and, and then we start to work and we maybe go abroad or and, and then we start a family and then we raise our kids and then and go and finally we are elderly. And I think this, this whole living cycle is the idea that we should have in our mindset, meaning that uh, a good communal block consists of all of these. Yeah. So it's not only seniors, it's not only for students, it's for everybody. And, And I think communities is, for me, I think we human beings have roots like trees. So, and we grow into the city and it's not only the roots, uh, there are also microbes yeah. near the roots, which are, you can't see them, but they are, you need those yes. and it's the same with human beings. We have roots, we have stories, but we have also these micro connections, memories and, yes. and all those things. So my point is, is, it's good for people to grow in that kind of village, once again, that you have good roots. Yeah. Because in a, in a village, you can also share the things. Yeah. It's not only services that you buy from companies, but also, how to say, people make, you can ask favors. Can yeah. you help me there? And, and if you go to the family, I call it helping economy. It's not. It's you know one part of sharing economy. It's helping economy. You help your children, and when their children grow, they help you as an elderly. Yes. And so that is like a ongoing process that's been always and that will be always, and it's you know it it's very cost efficient <laughs> if you have these microbes and these roots in. in. But the, I, if I go back to the uh, common uh communal living meaning that the point is again one two three four meaning that we all have own flats maybe smaller larger single person or smaller unit family larger unit but then there are these search spaces like laundry gym sauna hobby rooms communal kitchen and and they are you can use those based on your life, meaning that if you have a party you can but also there is a connection between the people and in some cases and I think the best communal spaces there is a how to say a block coach. Yeah. Who is coaching people to the communities. And that hey, means that like
0: the wise men of the village. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's but you know it's 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 Uh, living in these communal houses is very important. What's your passion? Are you a music guy? Are you keen on making food? Or are you a a farmer? Or whatever. And then you then you ask others, would you like to let's do something together? So and, and this is also part of the communal housing that that you do things together yeah. that is your passion
0: yeah
1: and that is then then because some we are all different some are interests some in, interests are very different than mine so in a block there could be maybe 5 to 10 different you know micro communities who can manage by themselves certain things
0: You you awaken a lot of thoughts in my head, uh, and let's try to see if I I can tie them together. But I I like I start with the easiest one. Jane Jacobs was also speaking about this mm-hmm. a lot, and she what amazed me is that she was comparing these very dense uh, traffic, um, mm-hmm. you know, full of things happening uh, blocks in New York, where you would probably feel that a kid is not safe, Hmm. but she was arguing that it was safer for a kid to be there than in a park where no one is watching. And she described uh, these happenings like you're describing, that if your kid is outside and you know everybody in the neighborhood knows that Hmm. that's your kid, they would be watching the kid. If if some stranger approaches, everybody knows each other. So then you know that, hey, who is that guy? Uh, or then you can leave your keys to the butchery, like downstairs, you know, hey, I have someone coming to repair, I need to go to work, here are my keys. And, you know, that, that sense of community or helping each other.
1: That's exactly this sense of community. We actually try to analyze, we try to, how to measure. Mm-hmm. But we didn't find the, the right tools for, but I... Suggest that you study in the future yes. the sense of community mm. somehow, but okay. also but about this child, you know, you need a child, you need a village mm. to raise a child. So that is, you know, we need those uh, uncles and uh, guys saying that that's not nice, or they are, you know, all all positive things. But it's it's important to have mm. uh, different age adults.
0: Yeah, and. Now maybe I tie the other one, the other point here, that uh, you're mentioning this about raising a child. How important different points of views are. You mention also musicians and uh, chefs and everybody and gardeners. Everybody has an mm. ability, mm. and also everybody has different thoughts and personalities. Definitely. So I, I was thinking that there's a trend in the individualism in general. Maybe it was originated by our thoughts and what we are reading, or social media, or the size of our apartments, or just like uh, complex things of situations that Mm -hmm. uh, have made us or pushed us to be more and more individual, each other, and focusing ourselves, and maybe made us a little bit more selfish. Um, And now we are speaking a lot about mental health, uh, about how we need... Therapy and so on, but I'm a believer that if we listen to the other ones, we we would have better mental health if we would learn to be good listeners to others. So for me, this living in a community also means that we are learning behaviors. You know, when someone gets upset at you of how you spoke, you tell it to the face that that was rude or mm. that was not nice like you're saying to telling a kid, or, hey, I loved the way that you do this. Uh, And when we give feedback, constant feedback, we learn that to behave in a society, that we all have weaknesses and strengths.
1: We are human beings. Yeah. We are hurt animals with two legs. Exactly. So walking and uh, wandering, and we are curious in, in the environment, and we, we uh, enjoy living in groups. That is why we have uh, 8 billion of us today. Yeah. It's because of our ability to work in the groups. Yes. And, and it should be the same. You know, all best companies have best teams. And, and we think that's just for individuals, how stupid. And I believe that the best the most beautiful environments should have also the best beautiful communities yeah so it's it's really important to have content. Empty walls are nothing without rich communities
0: I agree, I completely agree, and the exchange of ideas and so on. you mentioned also something about different ages in community living. Mm. Uh, generations, you said, or you described as as living cycles. So, you mean that different generations need each other to support, like parents or kids or whomever? Uh, Do you think that opposes a little bit the welfare state, for example, from the Nordics, where the government and the welfare state has to provide?
1: Yes. uh, Actually, Uh, If I go back to history, about uh, 12 years ago, we started a concept uh, development called Generations Block, which is today in Jatkasaari Helsinki.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And there we analyzed the living rhythms of different age people. And we noticed this is, as you said, this sharing is one point, but also if we want to uh, live in circular economy where we don't... Uh, built empty spaces. We built all the spaces that are used. So we analyzed that uh, young people are more active in the evenings and seniors were more active during the day. So we could have the same uh, spaces for elderly and and, and young people because, uh, you know, elderly go to the bed they, you know, they are more active in the mornings. So it's also uh, there's there's a sense to <laughs> combine these different yeah. ages. Yeah. It's it's from seven to twenty two. There are a lot of different uh, time slots for different people in their own life. Yeah. And and the block could be a like a mess of all a flow of different things. And that is one secret, is the meetings uh, or connections suddenly. Just you see somebody and it's like in a city, you walk and you meet your friend there and you have wonderful discussion. The same in this block. You could have wonderful suddenly uh, meetings with maybe a stranger, a bit strange guy, Mm -hmm. but it's a block that... uh, allows you to walk. If if we compare one building with one staircase and one block with a shared big common space, there are a lot of different, um, more more diverse flows. It's also about all about people flows. You know, human beings and car are opposite. Cars, if you drive a car, you hate jams. But as a human being, you love jams.
0: <laughs> you
1: you need to rush hours to meet people. Otherwise, the city, empty cities is uh, scared.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But if it's full of
1: people, it's it's wonderful. It's opposite with cars.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, that's very true. And and that's maybe in in summer when you see life. You mm. know, you you get more energy as well. And yes. and everyone there in the space, of course. I'm not speaking of, you know, really tight spaces, but, you know, that you see people and you see movement. I agree with you.
1: And it's also this uh, eye connection. We, when we designed uh, Generations mm-hmm. Block, there was this idea that we, uh, we get wider corridors in order to have better eye contacts. And that was because of if you, you can't go without saying hello. And that was one idea. We have to make people, we have to force people to say hello. Yes. Because it's, for Finnish Finns people, it's a shy nation. So it's, <laughs> it's. A, we need to, and after after they have, you know, won this shyness, they yeah. are wonderful.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree. And, and it could be even wherever, you know. And I've noticed that sometimes when I smile, people immediately smile back at me, exactly. like, what is this? You know, something different. And, exactly, and yeah.
1: this is one. Was when I talk about this community coach? When they are professionals, in in some uh, social housing companies, there are professionals who help communities to work, and always said that they are those. Those are the friendly faces, the smiling faces.
0: Yeah,
1: because if somebody is there with a smile, others will smile again. So it's, yes. it's, 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 and so this is, we are human beings.
0: Yeah. And it multiplies as well. You, you, you get kindness, you give exactly. kindness. Yes. It's
1: exactly the point. Point is sharing kind. It's yeah. actually social capital yeah. and it's the only capital that is the amount of capital is rising when you are using it.
0: So maybe this is one of the, the benefits of, of having community that, You call it now human capital, social capital. Mm. Then you also discussed about welfare, you know, about uh, helping each other. And that's good Mm. for economy. We discussed about mental health. Mm. So all these are benefits of having a community. You go empowered to work. You you purchase like economy moves when we are also feeling good.
1: Mm. My point is here that you have to learn and and one of the inhabitants said that it took 2 years to get familiar with this mm-hmm. but after that that was wonderful so it's it's you, we just have to have these pilots we have to have these blocks in order to people in order to have uh, experiences yeah because we lived in villages 50 or 100 or 2 or 200 years ago there, we, it's our genes and in, in our D- DNA. But uh, in, in this modern life, individual thing is that it is somehow disappeared.
0: Yes, and, and it's very important that you mentioned this, that it took two years. It took two because years. Because I think that when we jump into these kind of pilots, especially with the real estate, now, mm. now I will come back to my question, especially the real estate that wants to have fast... Uh, return on investment, uh, it's very difficult to measure mm-hmm. uh, the impact uh, of, of these communities. And when it takes two years, it's important that we raise awareness that, that we also mention that it will take time. We're all humans and, and we have habits mm-hmm. that are difficult to change. So, But once we do it, the, the benefits will show in this scale.
1: It is the helping economy that is growing there and it's it's... It's both wonderful and it saves money for communities, cities.
0: Yeah. Why don't you think that then uh, we haven't adopted this trend yet in Finland, like so heavily, or or why are we not changing or adopting this more? (laughs)
1: I think it's it's because of this our real estate and construction businesses, mm-hmm. uh too product oriented.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: should think this as a service, not as a product. Yeah. And I think traditionally construction companies have their business models; they build and leave it. Mm-hmm. And and most of the real estate owners, they just as you said, it's the to today's point, not long span. But they. I th- uh, next, next thing is why it's not so often happen in in the, our cities is the cities who still sell plots, individual plots yeah. for different developers, and they 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 do their own business and and that's it. So I strongly recommend to the cities that they they uh, give the block to the developers and ask, what is your communal concept and 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 somehow also think what is maybe leave it to five years that it it will live it will live and maybe maybe uh, the property owners is also a problem because of they are have been focusing on electricity or heating or today they are doing with solar panels and maybe maybe something else but they also should be more Interested in maybe long span things?
0: How can we motivate then a property owner? I mean, what would be the gain for a property owner uh, when we speak about these blocks?
1: I think the point is that I I know because I worked four years as a a CEO of a social housing company, and we, we, our, uh, how how to say this, empty empty use was one of the lowest Mm -hmm. in the. Finland yeah because people enjoyed living there, yeah so it was worth of money
0: mm-hmm. and
1: also because of the communal communal spaces there were no no you know those kitchens those uh, all those areas were totally without any criminal things mm-hmm. because they were their own they were ours yeah so it's the feeling that we uh, save money in, in, uh, by communal housing. Yeah. But this is, you know, it is not easy. You need to work, yeah. work hard, yeah. but, uh, as a result, you get more satisfied
0: inhabitants. Yeah. So occupancy rates are high exactly, and, and you get them to stay longer, but you also mentioned that maybe you have as a asset manager or, or property manager. Mm-hmm. uh you have to stay longer with the project, so maybe it's like a long term investment or
1: i think also property owners should brand mm-hmm. have their communal brands like mm-hmm. co co living brands i I just heard a podcast that it's really going to be mainstream
0: mm-hmm. in
1: in uh other cities in globally co living
0: yeah
1: it is a now it's a niche, but it is coming, I believe also in Finland, it will be a mainstream, but mm-hmm. it needs, and there are also, you know, there are prop, uh, possibilities for real estate owners yes. to make their own brands. Yeah. And maybe maybe the last one is also this, uh, how to say this, in Finland, if we talk about Finland, it's, it's these professionals who are taking gear, care of all this. We don't have a co-ops, housing co-ops, or, mm-hmm. or a groups groups of people that, that collect their tribes and, and communities and build a house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some senior houses, some individual pilots have been, but it's not a trend.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and there, maybe there should be some kind of next level user-driven developer need it as well, mm-hmm. who would develop uh, affordable communal housing.
0: Absolutely. And, I, and
1: I think if we think about these cities that are getting empty, you know, for example, in Helsinki, because of families don't have enough money to buy the flats or rents are too high. But if it's a communal block that you don't need so much Space of your own, you have all the abilities around the block. Then it's affordable. I call it new affordability mm-hmm. based on communal housing.
0: Yeah, I, I know at least some urban developers uh, from Denmark. So we we have also we are present in that market, and we've been discussing. And they seem to embrace this co living more. The, this branded like co living is very hard, very strong. And they tend to look for, we've noticed, you know, what are they interested in when when we speak about insights? What do you want to know about the location? And and what are you missing? And I've realized that a difference between markets is that in Finland, we are more oriented to who's the property owner and what is the return best. And in uh, Denmark, they do look at how many services are there? What is a 15 minute reach? How can people bike there? And how? what is a forecast? And is this going to make people happy? So we have seen a difference there. I,
1: I, I understood what you mean. And that, I, that's, that's true. Our, as I said, our real estate people are the real estate people. Mm-hmm. And, and because we, and they should have a, a neighborhood approach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's also a question about services, because on Block could be a perfect service network platform for yeah. different services, and yes. it's it's good business. <laughs> it could be a good business because it's if you make a you know like like a car sharing service in a block, yeah, you can limit your amounts of parking spaces, and and, and also all different kind kinds of services that that are in the in the block. It's it. It is a good business. And and the point is, it could be open for neighborhood as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not a closed gated garden. It should be open for neighborhood as well. Yeah. But the point is that they don't see this as wide as this should be.
0: And yeah. they are
1: not. Maybe the point is they are housing operators. They should be living operators.
0: Yeah. That that's. I'm happy to hear this, that, that you have these... Uh, concept. And, and you're also putting a lot of the solution into the property developers, the city, the public sector, and how they do their zoning. And I guess this will also transfer to the real estate investors who are investing in multiple developers at mm. a time. Mm. Maybe it's more difficult to get an investment from that point of view. But uh, in one of our episodes, we were discussing with Tero Lehtonen, uh, the CEO of JLL Finland. And he did make one a uh, very good comment, I mean, he made all the good comments, but one that now uh, I remember is that um, I asked him, how how is the industry moving? Like, What do we need to change now when we have had COVID and, and these working conditions changing and everything, you know, and, and now with the war? So he did say that uh, he thinks uh, that we should focus more into people. And I love that answer. Uh, and he said, "We definitely need more asset managers and that start focusing in what people want, mm. what they need in allocation. and And we started speaking about, should we listen to people when we build? and And now you're discussing about that exactly. That's listening to people what what you're doing, listening to what they need and and how they feel uh, and mm. everything else. and And he was more interested in how do we keep this, you know, as a good investment when mm. we listen to people. So he did also say that uh, when I asked him about the public side, what could the public side do differently? He mentioned that the zoning could be much more flexible. And and I am understanding also something similar from your side that the public side, now I ask the same question to you, mm. what would the public side need to do the public sector? For these to be easier to realize,
1: cities are evolving and 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 I, w- I would go also to the you know <clears throat> a slogan that uh, climate change, system change, city planning change so it's it's a systemic change that we should have in city planning it's not it should not be the same as it used to be. world is changing. Uh, and, and zoning is exactly one of the key points that it's not only this business area in the center and suburban areas, it's an area of 20 to 30 urban villages in this region, and they all should have abilities to do things on their own. And, and they, we, should, we could have diverse housing areas with diverse things, but it needs new zoning. And because it's not the same anyway, uh, going to the center to work and back to home. No, no, we you work? I haven't had an office of my own 20 years, not an office on my own. I've been working in these kind of, you know, co-working environments. I hate separate rooms. I've been working in cafeterias. In hobbies, when children wear their music lessons, I worked there. So I work wherever I work and, and it's, it's, this is changing. <laughs> so it's not, I'm, as I said in the beginning, work, life and play, hobbies and so on. And you make your own concept based on your lifestyle. I, I have to, I say that when I, my child, at their hobbies. I work there. Today, my father is 90 years old. He's in a a service home because he can't stay at home. He just called me this morning and I'm going to have a cup of coffee at two o'clock there and we go around the neighborhood there. And I've been suggesting those home for elderly that you should have a co-working space because in the future, we take care of our children as well. And mostly we take care of our parents. So, and elderly are active during the day. So it's much more nicer to meet them during the day, having a coffee in a cafeteria and walking there. And and I can continue working in the evening. So our cities should change.
0: Yeah. So you, we were speaking also mentioning like what uh, as a neighborhood has to have, and about the fifteen minute city uh, that is, I think it's more discussed in Denmark as well. Mm. Uh, but but you, what do you think of that? How do you see that um, communal living and co living fits in there?
1: That's my point is that it's a great concept because it is a urban planning, a regional concept, and I think that we should ra- also talk about five minutes communities. Mm-hmm. Five minutes communities is it's this every day of your life, meaning that we should talk about where the life happens, meaning it's, it's uh, maybe it's uh, saying hello to neighbors, seeing family, smiling eyes, telling jokes, laughing together and, and, and trying to understand this, you know, it's, it's not fast, it's slow yeah and i think uh, in in neighborhoods in or in blocks maybe in the cities you we constantly talk about we should you know faster the speed mm-hmm. but in in if we think human approach it's you should slower it, yeah, and I think five minutes communities is is where life happens, and it's maybe it is every day you need something just. Uh, something happens in the block, and you need instantly help. It takes five minutes for you to get it,
0: yeah.
1: and it's somehow secret. It's behind, but it's it it creates safety and security to the block, to the living. You feel now you will feel uh, safe when uh, things there are others as well. You yeah. are not alone.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I like that because. Um... We've seen that a lot of... Uh, I was reading a blog about this uh, communal living, and one thing that they were speaking about was um, this livability, like mm. in, in this five minutes that you're speaking about. Uh, when you see people, when you discuss with them, your health also improves. So. For example, Alzheimer, Mm -hmm. uh, it lowers the possibility to get, because I also believe that when you're, and there has been some studies, when you're active in your brain and your movement and everything and discussing, your brain is healthy as well. Mm -hmm. But when you are lonely, it continues to deteriorate. So then we get old. Mm -hmm. So I'm a firm believer that if we continue to grow and and meet people and, and... build this, you know, community in whatever stage of life we are, uh, we will also be healthy uh, physically and mentally.
1: Yes. The point is, you know, in Finland, we talk about, we try to uh, help people to live at home.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's important. But I think the next step is to get out of there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Get,
1: Get them, get them to the city to, to meet others. And, and, you know, it's, and it's an attitude. I, I just noticed that when uh, uh, in living in an elderly home, when you bring a very small child there, look at those elderly, they are so happy to see. And if you give a baby to an elderly, he or she really feels something, yeah. that this is life.
0: And, and also kids. Also
1: kids, it's yeah. the same, right? They
0: they feel that this person is more tender than my parents and exactly. sweet. Yeah. And I think
1: this uh, it's also related to nature. I and I believe that nature is the next big thing in our neighborhoods. That we should leave the old trees. We should mm-hmm. rise. You know, at a pine in Finland. Yeah. It can live to. 150 years.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it starts to die.
0: Yes. And it
1: dies 200 years. And finally, it falls down and it goes to dust 200 years. So it's 800 years span as a tree. So it's it's 10 times longer than us. So that is why people love old trees.
0: Yeah. There's
1: some, some magic, some some something very strong feeling in the and and I think it's these kind of things are human things that we should have in our neighborhood and in blocks in order to have this you know yeah uh active life
0: yeah you you mentioned this now, I have read a book this um now I forget uh entangled life yes I know it, yeah, so the roots connect like through fungi and when a root, uh, tree falls, it is fungi that also, you know, brings new life. It is. So it's a cycle, as you were mentioning in the beginning, the, the cycle the in a community.
1: And this is our, in our very urban environments, we need these kind of microbes as well. Yeah. You know, 25% per- of our DNA is the same as the trees.
0: Yeah yes so
1: we are very close to trees so it's it's not only trees it's us as well we should have our foods in the dust in, yes. in the, in the, so yeah. we need also you know during the summer you should walk without shoes because it's good for your health you need those microbes that you can get those
0: yeah yeah I, i'm a, a, one that does that all the time
1: <laughs> it's good
0: it end up with a black feet but now um, I have one more question here uh, in your article, if I go back to that, about this communal living being part of the green transition. And can you concretely uh, tell a few points in how will it help to the green transition? For example, where also help the real estate industry?
1: Um, as I said, the vi- living in the village is the oldest way of living. And uh, circular and circular economy is the oldest economy. When uh, two hundred years ago, we were living in villages, we saved all the material, and it was just like uh, all mm-hmm. going things. And and at the same time, we lived in in that community. So my my idea is that without the connection to community, we can't do the climate change work that is needed enough fast.
0: Mm-hmm. If we do
1: it in concentrated individual level, it's too too slow. Yeah. We need learning, we need, and that is why I have to say that I'm involved a new block called Circular Economy Block. It will mm-hmm. be built in Jatkasaari. Uh, after two years, it will be there. And it's so a,
0: it started already? It started. The okay. design
1: process is ongoing and the, the building will start maybe next, in the beginning of next year takes two years to build it. And there is uh, in the in the heart of the block, there will be 400 square meter space for a Southern Helsinki Adult Education Center, mm-hmm. meaning that it's a lifelong learning in the heart of a living block. So and the circular economy and the green transition is part of the how they teach people. Yeah. And, and the point is that we have the whole learning process to this intergenerational uh, community. Mm. So we learn to live more green way.
0: Yeah, and, by and teaching each other as well.
1: As well, turning and it's it's not only about flats. It's it's also about clothes, the food, yes. the toys,
0: yeah,
1: whatever. It could they all can be shared. Yes, and and we could also, you know, we have so much storage spaces at home, but what and, and it's it's a passive mm-hmm. space, instead of it should be active space
0: mm-hmm.
1: that uh, those clothes and whatever they are like uh,
0: circulating,
1: circulating, yeah. and that's important. So I believe that my point is that we need communities, yeah, and the real estate once again. The solution is how we design the buildings and the blocks, yeah, yeah. how to make things happen there.
0: Mm. yeah, I agree.
1: and that is I think also you know I've been saying you know not nice things about real estate, but I said optimism way that this could be the best uh, business in the world to yeah. to be active in this yeah, green transition, real estate,
0: yeah, and benefits everyone. And, yes. and real estate is the one that starts, you know, enabling uh, this green transition 40 percent of
1: of of carbon footprints bring print comes from construction,
0: yeah. yeah and the decisions that we take also as as municipalities, you mm-hmm. know, cities, public sector, and investments as well. So everything needs to be like well thought to enable this.
1: And also, I would <clears> say this is also an energy transition. We need these things that we, we, we've done a lot of uh, like solar panels, thermal heating and so on. The next thing is energy uh, storages.
0: Yeah. I yeah. believe
1: that in, in 10 years time, there will be storages in blocks. And another thing is food transition and it's, it has just started You know that in Singapore, they have AIM 2030, that 30% of food should be produced locally. Mm -hmm. So, and I believe this is, next blocks will be related to food. It's not only green roofs, it's it's how much can this real estate plot uh, grow food so there will be also new technologies like aquaponic farming or hydroponic farming and vertical farming spaces and 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 so we are in in a hurry (laughs) we should immediately start designing these kind of buildings and blocks and and neighborhoods
0: yes so now i think we are reaching to our end but i will i will summarize quickly let's see if i i got it right what you have been mentioning. So so we spoke about what was uh, communal living or the future of housing. And you mentioned this, that it's work, life and play. Uh, I, I agree with this. And also it's like living in a village, like returning the village to the cities in a way. You also mentioned that uh, we have to have these small building versus bigger blocks. And there was a key point there about having one architect and two developers. So the idea was that more developers can really-
1: Work together. Yeah,
0: work mm. together and that cities should enable this as well. But that That's one good point. We also went through the benefits, mental health, welfare, social capital, uh, some challenges that we see that today is done plot by plot. The city is giving plot by plot and Maybe property owners are seeking faster returns. So there's some challenges, but there's good solutions also that you propose. Like, uh, let's give the blog for developers that let's uh, start uh, building brands about co-living. Also as a property developer, we have higher occupancy rates and uh, also be life-driven developer. Like, uh, you know, pro that, pro climate change, pro Mm. green transition. Uh, as well. Then, uh, yeah, and then also about this green transition, you mentioned that energy, uh, food transition, circular economy, saving in general, is all the benefits that are going to help, like communal living is helping also today. Am I missing something that you want to?
1: Also, mobility is something that, but it's obvious that uh... You know, owning a car is so last century that we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah,
0: mobility, that's true. And there's a lot of discussion about that. Um, but this this is great. I, I think there's a lot of good ideas. I think you have done also research if someone wants to search more uh, about what are the benefits also for property developers, like with numbers and, and more factual figures. Uh, I think that's super interesting. But now uh, I will ask you some questions, like a fire chat here. And the idea for you here, it's that these are improvised. So uh, that you just answer as fast as you can and, and whatever comes from your heart. So uh, I go through them. Where is where's your dream place to live?
1: Near the sea.
0: Nice. <laughs> Public transportation or own car?
1: Public transportation, of course.
0: Yeah. Uh, would you rather live in the future or in the past? Future. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. I, I don't know. depends on the kind of future. Summer or winter? Summer. Okay. Summer by the beach. <laughs> and then what motivates you the most?
1: Difficult things.
0: Yeah. That's why you're here.
1: <laughs> that's, uh, exactly. And, you know, it's my comfort zone is uncomfort zone. And my uncomfort zone is comfort zone.
0: (laughs) Nice. Yes, that's a good mantra. Morning or evening? Morning. Uh, What advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Uh, Concentrate (laughs) and
0: and do it now. (laughs) (laughs) So for everybody listening, concentrate and do it now also. And finally, pasta or pizza? Pasta. Okay, great. Yeah. So th- this has been amazing. You know, I could speak to you like forever. But uh there's one final question I want to ask you that we ask everyone uh before we leave. So if there were no limits, uh what kind of technological innovation would you invent to make your life easier in the city?
1: And this is a difficult one and uh, but I I I've been, you know, doing something to, related to public transport before. And always I said that bu- biking and public transport should be like sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. It took 10 years to get bike cabins in trains, you know, in, Fi- in Finland. And, and but the, in the future, I think we should have, Helsinki is, li- is near the seashore, sea we should have uh, bike boats.
0: Bike boats, yes. So,
1: so, and bike with a stroller is like a car with family, uh, family with a car, meaning that you have all the things there. So we should, we should have these kind of, you know, things uh, and tr- public transport designed by these principles. Yeah. So these uh, really urban mobility solutions, and especially I would like to have uh, electric uh, bike boats,
0: <laughs> to yes. connection
1: because we have a lot of open space in in the seashore
0: yeah i agree hey it has been amazing having you here Kimmo. Uh, I'm, I'm very uh inspired but by, by what you're saying and yeah hopefully also our listeners so okay. thank you very much
1: thank you